So I'm excited to say that this episode is brought to you by SMP Inc., a business right here in Las Vegas. Let them regain your confidence. But, um, you know, it's, it's crazy for me. I got a tap on the shoulder one day at the gym, and it's a friend, a new friend of mine named John Orlando. He owns this place, Sticky Paw Studios, right here in Las Vegas. And he has a podcast called Action Junkies. And he said, hey, man, I think you need your own podcast. And without question, I said, you know, I, I know what I want to do, but it has to be on this level. And if it's not on this level, then I don't want to do it. And I know what it would be. And he said, what is it? And I told him. And he said, you can do this. You can start as early as Monday. My crew is now your crew. My studio is yours. I had no idea he owned this place. It's beautiful. And it gave me an opportunity. And what this podcast is about is jumping at those opportunities, the call to action, believing in yourself and giving yourself that. I, I just talked to my girl about this in the car the excitement of new things that get you up every day. Like almost like an addict trying to kick something. We have to, uh, have to approach the things that we want to do one day at a time. And we're one step closer all the time because we're all the hero of our own stories. We get the call to action and whether or not we actually do it depends on how we're thinking and, the, and, the, and our mindset. And if you take that approach that one, you believe in yourself and you answer to that call to action, then you find yourself in that world of that call to adventure. So you step into that world where you have to find mentors and people like that, that actually help you navigate this new world. And that's what I'm doing now. So my name is Brian Hopkins, and this is a hero's journey podcast. Today I have producer Travis sitting behind. He's the chief nerd of this place. And I don't know if he has a camera on. Do you have a camera on back there? I, I don't. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't filled in. I had to be on the spot. Oh, no. You better find a way to, right, to get I'll that happening. So the chief nerd's running the show today, but I have some friends of mine that I've met along the way, and I want to introduce them to you because when having a conversation about whether or not, you know, the believing in yourself part, Oh man, this guy believes in himself and I love it because he's talented, he's a songwriter, he's creative and he's created a way and, and this room and this space that I was, I, I was applauding you, dude. So Michael Shapiro is my guest today. Hey, Brian. Hey, buddy. How you, Brian? How you doing? I just want to say one thing, though. Yeah. There's no camera on Travis, but he is stunningly handsome. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now I look, I have the camera now. Oh, Ladies no. and gentlemen. <laughs> Suddenly yeah. a camera appears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go back to how, what were you saying about how handsome uh, I was? Yeah. <laughs> stunningly handsome is what I came up with. Um, it's an honor to be here with you, Brian. Thank and, you, buddy. And, um, um, just hearing you speak and knowing, you know, we don't know each other that well. Right. We have, we've shared the stage before and. Um, you're an inspiration. So thank you for having no, uh, thank us you. here today. Uh, I appreciate that. But we also have, I, you know, it was the other night on stage, I'm watching you play, and then you start to share this story about a childhood friend who grew up and the things that you went through. And I went, he's got to come be a part of this show as well, yeah. because that's what it's about. You know, you, you, we come up together. And so your drummer, sitting right here to my left, Mr. Mr. Jack, Jack Roth. Roth. Yeah. yeah. 
Welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. So happy to be here. <laughs> happiest, place. happiest drummer on the planet. <laughs> and happy to be here, to be the happiest to be here. No, thank you so much for having us. It's beautiful, beautiful. Oh, that's it. Thank you for being here. Yeah, this place is awesome. So, you know, it's a crazy thing because I heard you guys grew up here in this town. Is that correct? It is uh, elementary school. Um, did you go to Georgie Harris? I yes. Think? Yeah, so we both went to elementary school together. And what well, you moved here in what year? Uh, 77, the summer. Okay. So and I remember like it was yesterday, we opened up the car door, Valley Bank, DI in Sand Valley Hill. Bank. And that heat hit me. And I was like, we're, we're moving here? I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Uh, and the hair dryer. <laughs> the hair yeah, dryer, for exactly. sure. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's home for sure. We yeah, have pictures of, of Georgie Harris. We've got, we did, we did a documentary for, uh, for Mitch Lunsford or something. Mm-hmm. And we, we provided uh, uh, pictures from our second grade, fir- third grade class or something. Class and wow. then a couple of uh, 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 middle school bands. We go way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Way back. Does it go <laughs> as far back as... I mean, I heard you talking about the mobsters here in town. Well, he, like, <laughs> uh, you, Jack, Jack's father, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, allegedly, he could be into a couple of things, but I don't have any proof of that. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. You, know, you know some folks. Yeah, in my, in my family, Perhaps. for sure. My grandfather was, yeah, he, in 1955, he had a hotel here called the Royal Nevada, and he started United Coin, which is now a, public, a publicly traded company called United Gaming. Uh, he he invented and manufactured and operated these these slot machines, the first blackjack machine in the world, and he lived next door to Frank Lefty Rosenthal. So there's, I think maybe he dealt with them a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, yeah. you know, you can't have the name Shapiro and, <laughs> and not, you know, yeah. not have a little <laughs> affiliated. Yeah, affiliated. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I went the other night. Um, well, there's two sides to this. I knew you as you know. We shared the stage, yeah. but barbershop, we played together, and it was many miles away, right? The band. Yeah, yeah. So I, I knew the original side, and then just the other night, I went and saw this show that you put together. Tell us about it, this. Oh, actually, you know what, too? Travis, my chief nerd, we yep. got a little video of oh. what this is, and then What's I'll have good? you talk about it. Is, are we naked? What is it? <laughs> All right. Everybody finds somebody someplace well, There's no telling where love may appear Something in my heart I keep saying My someplace is here If I had it in mm. That's, That's it. awesome. Yeah, a little uh, Dean Martin for you. So tell me about this. How did this come about? You know, I, um, I've always done original music, and um, I struggled with it. I struggled. I've, I've toured all over the world playing music. It's been fantastic, but financially it's been a struggle. I've never been able to turn it. Uh, we talk about the Everly Brothers in the show and how they had 15 number one hits uh, over five years, and I've never had one. 35 years and so i just wanted to make a living playing music and our booking agent back in uh 
Well, I'll start with, with when I moved to the Bay Area, I formed Reckless in Vegas. The name came from a girlfriend who we woke up next to each other and she goes, oh my God, I just had this dream and, and I was in an all-girl band and I was playing your red Stratocaster and we were called Reckless in Vegas. And I went, that's pretty good. <laughs> Best thing that came out of the relationship. Actually. No, not true. Um, and then, and we were doing original stuff. So we put out a, an original album uh, called, um, well, it was self-titled, but it, had, it, was a five, it was an EP, it had five songs. My neighbor in San Rafael, California, is a man named Dan Che. He's a producer. He's a Grammy, Grammy award-winning or nominated uh, uh, producer. He offered to produce this, this album. He heard the music and wanted to do it. As we started the process, he came to me and said, "Hey, do you know Neil Diamond's Solitary Man?" And I, I said, "Yeah, I've heard it." He goes, "Learn it on the guitar and get over here." So I learned it. And I went over to his house. I played it for him, and he goes, "That's great." Now here's what I'm hearing. And he referenced a Green Day song. I can't remember what song it was, but he said, "You hear that treatment?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "I want to do that." To the to this to the Neil Diamond song. Oh wow! And that was in 2008, and it, it fit. He goes, I've been waiting for a band to produce that had the sound I was looking for, and you guys have it. So that's why we we put it on as the sixth song on the album, and it was a hit. It was like the the best song in the set when we were out playing. People loved it, and uh, it was the only only cover or remake that we did. And then we worked with Sylvia Massey on a second EP in 2011, and then in in 2012 is when um, my booking agent said, Hey, do a tribute. If you're a tribute act you guys will make money. You'll go out, we'll, I'll book you in all the casinos. And so we learned 50 Johnny Cash songs. We were with uh, Mario Cipollina from Huey Lewis and the News. Was our oh, that makes player. a lot of sense. I'm sitting here looking at a rock star from across the room <laughs> with this this voice and the Elvis hair and the Just want to make a living, and, man. That's no, all I want anyway, to do. That makes sense. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so we we um, we um started to learn these Johnny Cash songs. Dum -dig -dum -dig -dum -dig -dum. And I thought, oh, you know, I mean, this will be cool, but it doesn't stimulate my inner artist and right. you're an original songwriter yeah. so you know that thing and 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 I, I thought I could do it for the money but I shelved the idea after about two weeks we didn't even we never even really rehearsed it we just kind of all learned the material and I was meditating I was big into meditation uh, I, I turned on to it in the Bay Area and I was doing it daily and I had my eyes shut and I'm in this this deep trance and I saw Reckless in Vegas and Neon Lights and there was black and white old Vegas movies playing behind me and there were dancers and I'm wearing a shark skin suit and we're playing our style of rock, you know, power mm -hmm. trio, and I'm singing Frank Sinatra. And I come out of this thing, and I write everything down, and I call Dan, I said, Dan, you remember that thing you did with the Neil Diamond song? He goes, yeah. I go, what do you think about doing that with old Vegas music? He goes, that's great, get over here. And we studied, we spent a, about a month and a half just, just kind of researching, the, you know, all, all these great acts that played in, in Vegas in the 60, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And a year later, we put an album out. And wow. it, it smashed. It was all over the Bay Area. We were just killing. And I knew from the first show we did that we had something. Because when the, you know, in the whole room, I mean, you've had some, some great original uh, music where you, you, you got a great fan base. These, everybody knows your music. And when they're singing sing your lyrics back yeah, to you, it's, it, it's, it's powerful. Un, it's unreal. It's, there's nothing like it. It's my drug. It is a drug. I've never drank or done drugs in my life. I've never done anything. I, know, don't, I don't even know what a beer tastes like. <laughs> and that's my high. Yeah. And it's the thing I chase. And because I know where I wrote those songs, you yeah. know, I know where I was when that came out of me. And so to have them sing it back and Powerful. react, it's unreal. So, yeah. So even though we that. didn't write these, uh, we, we did this gig at the, it's a famous, the Sweetwater in Mill Valley. And we were like in the third song. And, and I think it was, uh, can't take my eyes off you. Uh, and of course our version of it and the whole room started singing and again not writing them the, the music's original we wrote the music right um and the melodies and the lyrics are true to the original versions to pay homage to them but we i knew in that moment that i had something special 
And then uh, Seth Shore, who is an owner of the Downtown Grand, saw us play in San Jose. This was in 2014. And uh, he, he said, I want to bring you to Vegas. And he brought us to Vegas in October of 2014, and we did a five-week week residency at his hotel. But you grew up here and then moved to the Bay? I did. I, I, I You know, so I started to struggle a little bit. Uh, here I, I had a carpet cleaning company. I was making a bunch of money, and I was playing in a band and the girls, and I bought a fancy sports car and just ego, blah, 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 superficial. And I started to mess with drugs again, and I got into cocaine pretty heavily. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it, it, uh, it, in a matter of, a few, of three years, I was pretty, pretty bottom, bottomed out. And I could continue to use because I had the money from the businesses, but my music career just went down to nothing. And so my mom called me and said, hey, why don't you get out of Vegas? Vegas is your problem. Right. And, you know, me being naive to addiction, and uh, I just thought, oh, that's a great idea. So I moved up to Portland, Oregon, where my mom is. I'm, I'm from Oregon. Go ahead. Did you know that they have cocaine and strip clubs in Portland? <laughs> I was shocked. Up. I was totally shocked. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I continued to do the same behavior there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So that wasn't, so I, fi- I figured out I was the problem, not, not the city I was oh, in. Oh, right. Yeah. So I was there for six years. Uh, we toured. We went out. I formed a band there, and we toured. We went. We were out with uh, Great White during that, that Rhode Island fire. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, and so Which that was changed a, all kinds of rules. The way they do things for the better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What a dangerous night. It was a. It was a tragedy. Were you tragic. there? Yeah, we were the main support. We shared a bus with Great White. What? And I was, um, you know, still in my addiction. So I handled it in a way of. Uh, I was upset that the tour was over and I wasn't on the tour bus anymore. My guitars got, got burned in the fire. I never once thought about the 65 kids that lost one or both of their parents that night. I never thought about how lucky I was to be alive. I was just angry and I didn't have the, the tools to deal with that. My tools were, were drugs and alcohol. Wow. And so I went on a two-year bender after that and uh, went to treatment, moved to the Bay Area, and I got, I got clean and sober in the Bay Area. And I've been no it's coming up on 16 years now. Good for so. you. Thank you. Hi, brother. Appreciate that. I'll clap to that too. No, yeah. amazing. Thank That's, you. I, I had no idea. This, was, this came yeah. out of nowhere, man. That's yeah, good for it's, you. It's a, you know, it's been a journey. And this, yeah, I love your, your title, Hero's Journey. It's amazing to me. And, and When and, we talked on the phone, I was like, stop talking. We need to talk <laughs> yeah. about this on the show when I asked you to be on it. So go ahead, yeah. please. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, moving to the Bay Area was kind of the how this thing, whole thing started. And this particular Reckless in Vegas has enough, even though we're doing we're, these are our interpretations of these great right. songs. They're original enough for me to be stimulated. Uh, I'm still doing the original music too. But with Jack, when we, when I moved to Vegas, uh, Jack and I connected, um, reconnected. We he was playing in other bands, and I said, "You'd be great for this. Do you want to do you want to do it?" And he stepped right in because Ryan, our original drummer, is still in the Bay Area, okay. um, and he's still a part of this. Uh, but Jack's the Vegas guy. All right, he's the nice. guy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's where where we are now. And also, with many miles away, Jack was a was a no brainer for me to to bring in to play drums. So. Oh, great drummer! I had a lot of fun watching you play it. I and that. I I didn't put together that we actually had met before, and um, we were talking about when you even brought up, you know, the plane thing. And I'm like, wait a minute, we're social media friends. We're <laughs> friends. On, you saw that, you know, it's a whole new era. Right? Yeah, like exactly. So, and I apologize, yeah. but cause I was sitting there watching you play on Friday. Was it Friday night? And just thought, wow, oh, I appreciate this guy's that. really good. And, oh, I appreciate you know, that. 
that kit and everything. It was yeah, it was awesome. The the kit's fun. It's uh, I tell I like I say uh, to everybody, I, I you know every now and then I hit the right thing at the right time. So I luck out. <laughs> but the the thing is uh, to kind of tag on what Mike's saying. These songs are so fun and they're so ingrained in our childhood growing up. Uh, here in Vegas, growing up, you could not to even I'm not even going to put a date on it, but you used to be able to walk through uh, any resort, any of the casinos, and you would see two, three, sometimes four lounge acts. That's why right. I call them lounge bands because they're, they're in the lounges. They're old. There's way old. Then that all went away, especially right. you know when you know we started using you know tapes and all that stuff. All that stuff went away. Um, but I remember going and seeing guys at the showboat and walking through, and you see the and, amazing and, and those, players. And those yeah. uh, and they were the guys who used to teach us. Uh, those guys were the guys uh, we went to friends. We were friends with one of the uh, you know uh, the, the main musical directors in town. Um, amazing people who we just thought were you know our friend's dad ends up being you know. Sinatra's MD. It's, it's 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 things like that you don't take you, you you don't take stock of when you're that age, when you know you gain a little bit right. of, you know along the way. You, 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 it's it's amazing. amazing. That's who you guys are now, though. Do you understand? No. Um, because no, honestly, <laughs> you are. You're those guys now. Because when I heard, I kept hearing your name here in town. I've been here eight years now. Michael Shapiro, Michael Shapiro, and I'm like, I got to meet this guy. Like, and then the one time we meet. It's on stage. Yeah. You know, we're doing a show where it together. should be. Exactly. Yes, so we're we safe. Yeah. <laughs> we, we met on stage and had a great time. But, you know, your names were being thrown around as, you know, the go the go-to guys, the musicians, you know, oh great guys. So you are that. Now you are that generation's, you know, the mm -hmm. people they're turning to to, you know, learn drums from. I just yes. watched you give Travis tips before we started because He's a wannabe drummer. Aspiring. He's got aspiring, aspiring, aspiring. aspiring yeah. There I'll he goes. Aspiring, yeah. yeah, drummer and his drum kits out front, and you're helping him, and that's what it's all about. So it's all part of it. That's part of the whole thing for sure. No, I do that, you know, kind of all the time, and that's that's one thing. It's unlike these guys are so talented that I play within the band. Drums, it's a tribal thing. It's something I, I promise you, it's in everybody. Pretty much everybody can play drums if you really sit and do it. Mike knows. I'm the most uncoordinated dude ever. I can't even walk without blowing my ankle out. It's amazing. Those are the only things that I can actually do. Uh, you know, do. Uh, so no, it, it's all part of it. And and you know, passing along a lot of that stuff is it, it's part of the process. And, we and, need to inspire other people, and that's what you were doing. I was watching you give that moment. He'll be able to that. say a year from now, you know, as you're watching you get the, on the billboards. Hey, that guy gave me some tips. You know, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. We talked about that yeah. on the phone. A Hero's Journey podcast for me was a way to, I'm always wanting to lift my friends up. Yeah. And and the people that are doing good things and great things, like the hair standing up in my arms, yeah. talking about it right now. I want people to take notice of that. And, and what you just told me. Dude, you just told me you, you kicked addiction. There are people out there who are struggling with that right now. I have never drank or never done drugs of any kind because I'm afraid that that there's a that gene is in me. I'm Native American Indian mm -hmm. and it's something that runs rapid in both sides of my family. So, so you had cautionary tales around you. Exactly. You so I, I chose way, yeah. not to do it. You're lucky. A lot of people don't get that that clarity around it and they go down the other path. And it's, it's impressive. Uh, I mean, you should be really proud of yourself for uh, that, man. 
it's more impressive that you went through it and you're on the other side to me because this is just my life. I don't think about it. It's not even a second guess. Why can I not like not have that second piece of pizza? Uh, I, yeah, I'm full, but <laughs> that's oh, all of us. One more. <laughs> it's a different addiction. It's addictions everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's really about you know going back to what you're saying about so authenticity, right? If we can be our authentic selves, uh, we don't have a need to put up a front and pretend to be something we're not, and and have to medicate those feelings that awkwardness or un- being uncomfortable or not being good enough, inadequate. Uh, insecure. I mean, human beings, we're, we all have this going on. I've got a ton. Me too. And, you and know. I don't know, Jack's pretty perfect. So yeah, yeah you're pretty amazing. <laughs> there, Jack. I have no idea. <laughs> but Travis not... is pretty perfect too. So and we and got very handsome of him. But if you have that peace and you have some kind of faith in a higher power, you know, if that's instilled at a young age, you have purpose, uh, less likely that if someone's going to go explore uh, drugs or alcohol. They're, it's what it's going to be. They're going to explore it. They're going to, oh, that was fun. And they're going to go back to their authenticity because they're whole without it. The, the risk is, is if we don't have that foundation and we go explore and the first time we have a drink, we go, oh, I'm, I've arrived. And then we never right. want to go back to that. So this whole thing about taking risks in life and going for it and, and being our authentic selves, I mean, that's the answer. And I believe that as human beings, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And we're supposed to have those feelings and those experiences and then be able to talk about them and not from shame or fear. Right. And, and, it's, and it's, that's the greatest gift in the world. If, if, I mean, I'm 52 years old and I came into about 36 when I got into recovery this time. It, it was a journey to find that. But now that I've found that feeling, you know, I make, I'm, a, I'm a hack guitar player. I'm not a f- f- phenomenal singer. I just oh, go up and do what I do. And when I make a mistake, does my world crush down? No, I laugh at it. We have fun with that. We're not going for perfection. We're going for progress because we love what we're doing. We have that purpose and it's, it does not waver. And that's an amazing feeling. And I just hope that kids today can find that and they have some kind of inspirational. Well, you say kids, but I'm, there could be a 52-year-old yeah. sitting here listening to this right now, watching this. They can start today. Totally. They can start right now. Yeah. And that's, so kids to anyone, that's what's great about Never giving this one life. When people say, oh, maybe in my next life, how about this one? Yeah. How about right now? Mm-hmm. We, you can do whatever you want to do as long as you want to put in the work. And that at the top of this conversation, I mentioned that to my girl. My girl is crushing it in her world. And she's like, being around you and the things going on makes me want to be better. Yeah. And I need these other outlets because I need to figure out these other, these other versions of me. And I'm like, Wow. That my the person closest to me, who I love the most, Nicole, is amazing. She is being inspired by that and being inspired by the people that we're bringing in and we're sitting here talking on the podcast. And your story is inspiring, man. Um, and, and we kind of went off because the show is is fun mm. and it's it it takes that old Vegas with this new thing we and rock it out. more people need to see it, know it. Be aware of it. And I know you gambled. You went all in on yourself on this one. Yeah. You know, I felt I didn't I didn't want to um, regret anything. And I, I've been wanting I came to back to Vegas really. Uh, so I was gone a total of 15 years. I, I really didn't see myself moving back to Vegas. 
I ended up meeting my beautiful wife, uh, Jolie, who Very dances, beautiful. dances yep. in the show. Um, and kind of what you were saying about Nicole, uh, she makes me want to be a better person. She want, I, I want to be a kinder human. You know, she has that. And then, you know, she doesn't, she's not as risky. Me being an addict, I'm risky. I take risks all the time. And she needs a little more of that. So well, she says that I bring that out for her. Nicole and I are the same way. So you found a partner that you both make, you know, you can argue about who loves each other more. That's Ex this, that's the main exactly, argument, right? Yeah. And who's more grateful. And that's a great partner. And, and, you know, we wish that for anybody who's, who's out looking for love and wants to have a partnership and connection. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's been. Uh, does Does Jack have that though? Jack has an incredible wife. Uh, we we're, we're once in a while we get her to come to a show. She's a tough cookie though. <laughs> but my wife and I, we we uh, uh we were together a long time ago, early '90s, in our uh, early 20s, and then uh, went our separate ways for a little bit, and then reconnected uh, later. So she's uh, she's seen enough of the nonsense back right? in the day. Uh, so she picks and chooses her spot. There but, you go. But it's one of those things where. Um, I'm glad she wasn't there for a lot of that stuff, uh, but I'm so grateful for her in my life uh, now. And and it's one of those things, you know, you, do, you don't miss that stuff uh, when it's right and when you know right. when yeah. you know what home is. You don't miss all that other, you know, bullshit. So yeah. You're a lucky it's bastard. Good, you know? yeah. I am. I yeah. consider you're myself You're a lucky bastard, too. Yeah, so you too, bastard. man. Yes, you are. Yeah. So um, three lucky guys. So it's at the Sahara. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sahara, which is iconic in itself, right? right. It's, it's one of the last uh, ones standing, really. It's the original Sahara Theater. It's been remodeled, but if you look up in the rafters above us, it's all original. Uh, and, and to stand on that stage where you know that Bobby Darren was there, Liberace was there, uh, Jerry Lewis started his telethon there, um, uh, Louis Prima. You walk through... The, the hallways walking in every night, and you see these pictures of 10 feet by 5 feet of... Louis Prima in the showroom with the trumpet, yeah, right. with Sinatra on stage in the Copa room, yeah, in the Davis, cast around, like, but they're in on that property. Like yeah, uh, it, so it, cool. we've, we've said a million times, it doesn't work. Uh, the link in nice enough property, Harris, those kind of things. It, it has to be, uh, it has to be the Sahara it, or the or the Rim history, exactly, or, or the Stardust and or the Dunes, and, it, and those it, aren't around anymore. So you know, the kind yeah. of last man standing. Which <laughs> well, is, El Cortez, uh, which is, yeah, uh, well, yeah, that's one of the oldest hotels in Las Vegas. That's true, of course, but you know, it's. Uh, but no, the Sahara is perfect. It's that's the one. I it's, think there's ghosts uh, in there. You feel it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm all into that stuff. Yeah. That one day I'll get Creepy. into this on the podcast. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that. I have, video, I have videos of a lot of stuff around me. You I'll do. show you off of the. I'll send you a little, okay. little video. You're gonna freak me out. Though. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I, I believe will. in it. There so. was there was one day that Nicole needed proof, and two days later she's like, "Go away!" Wow. You know, yeah. 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 Huh. It was one of those things. So, um, that's so w walking in that place. I played that stage too. I was there with Joe Nichols. Nice. Um, I played that stage. It was awesome. But what? A, it's what a cool a room. History. Exactly. Yeah. Vegas yeah. has a lot of history. I, I, like I said, I'm from Oregon, way of Hollywood. From Hollywood to here, it's been eight and a half years now for me. And Do you miss Oregon? Um, you know what? That seems like many lifetimes ago. I'm an ex-baseball player. People, Most people don't know oh, that about me. I didn't me. know that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was an athlete. Um, what position? I, I was a pitcher, and I also played uh, third base in college and first base in high school. And uh, I was... Uh, hot like that was my world were you um, doing music back then too nope so the music was after music the, the music sports. was yeah it's my dad was a singer in a band oh. um my brother was a singer uncle cousin 
So, and then my uncle Gary played guitar. And so these backyard family barbecues would always happen. And uh, that's, I even wrote a song about it. Backyard family barbecue is like a big song for us, uh, for Isn't Elvis Monroe. is that an obvious title? I mean, could you have been a little more vague? I know, it? huh? <laughs> exactly. He's a Bruce Springsteen of the world. He writes a very specific <laughs> Yeah, stories. I do. Yeah. Just <laughs> puts it You there. know? But, you know, that was, that was my life uh, before all this. I turned, I was an actor for a long time. Did you hurt yourself playing sports? I did. did? Okay. I did. And so that just like. Yeah. And then you got into acting? Got into acting. And then. Which is cathartic in itself. What a therapy that is. It is. But the thing about it was I couldn't control what was going on. I would have to go in and audition and play, you know, do these parts and things like that. But. And I had my acting teachers say, you know, if you want a certain role, go write it. You're a creative person, right? So I'm in the middle of doing that right now with a buddy of mine who, his name is Scott Hartman. I'm going to have him on here. He teaches a hero's journey in filmmaking because he's at the New York Film Academy. Cool. And um, I'm putting it out there, Scott, so you have to finish this. We're 70 pages into the script, um, and we're producing this, this movie. And it's a song I wrote for the movie. And so Beautiful. he finished it. He was working on the script and he goes, I need a song. I wrote, already wrote the song. I already recorded it. And then I'm like, we have to finish this. So I get to get back to, into acting. Have, have you seen the series, The Offer? Oh, no, but I, someone just told me about it. Maybe it was me the other night. I don't know. But... No, it was a buddy of mine uh, who I had on here. He but I wanted to be it. the one to tell you. What do you mean your so, buddy? No, so, yeah. no, I mean, no, I've never heard this before. Please, <laughs> tell, tell me. me. No, but, but I mean, it, where you are right now with this, it would be a great time for you to watch it. I, I get a lot of inspiration from from films. and So do I. This one will rock your world because the Godfather, it's about the, about the Godfather. Yeah. That movie should not have been made. If you if they, they go through and you see how many challenges and it, it just should not have been made uh, from the mob to the to paramount and to all the bs that goes on in hollywood and it just it will it'll give a kick you in the pants right and, and if you feel a little off what it'll help you finish it because it's what you're doing right now it's i'm in, i'm right in the middle of yeah, it watch i have it. two movie projects going i have a children's book going the album that i'm trying to finish with Tom Fletcher, our, oh, yeah. you know, your producer, right. and, and he's mixing my record right now. Great producer. Um, really you know, great. Your yeah. album sounds like a monster. I Miles sent me two of the cuts off it, and I'm going to have you guys play before we get done. We're uh, not going to do any many miles. No, that. but we're going to you're going to do yeah. some originals. Yeah. But yes, but what I'm saying is it's a, it's a monster of a record. Dude, we're great excited job. about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom has been instrumental in that, and then Miles, my, you know, Miles Sean. I mean, he's he's one of the greatest guitar players on the planet. After Ben Carey, of course. But, uh, no, yeah. right there. Yeah. Right there. When you get to a level of that type of musicianship, they're not to be compared, right? No. They're just, they're, they're great in their own right. And Miles is, uh, uh, I just have never played with anybody like him before. He blows my mind every time we're together. And his father's iconic, too. Well, Neil Sean, yeah, Journey. Yeah, Journey. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. He's a chip off the old block. You, you go know? back and look at some of the late 60s Santana stuff, and it, there's... He looks like looking, him. He, lo- oh, he looks man. just and like And his him. right hand, yeah. like, there's... it's Yeah, it's freaky. No, incredible, incredible, for sure. I was... What the night we shared the same stage, I was looking at him going, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Like, this guy is killing it. You know, as a lead singer, you're out, you know, and I obviously play rhythm. You don't do, do you not do any rhythm guitar? Not really. What? Um, What's going on? I just picked up the guitar again, and uh, I put it down. When you have a guitar player like Like Ben Ben. Carey, I just stopped because I would sit and write on the guitar, and then I'd have to hand it to him and go here now. And he's like, okay, I'm going to take the same damn four chords and turn it into something else. 
because that's where I am. Mm -hmm. And I laughed because I just said that to him the other night. I was like, hey, I wrote a brand new chorus. I'm going to give it to you. He goes, let me guess. And I'm like, yep, same chords. <laughs> that's all you need. Same chords. Yeah, Dude, yeah, I'm yeah, like, okay. it's, mine's four. Right? <laughs> same. But I can write so many melodies over the top of four. Which is four brilliant. You know, yeah. And Tom Fletcher's a guy that we, I did a, my very first he did. He did. You know, he did my second album in in nine, 1999 is when, or 98 is when I met Tom. And Tom, so he told me, he says, Michael, you know, he's got that voice. Michael, yeah. listen, you know, you you start out playing Yankee Doodle, and you strive to learn how to play Mozart, and then the hard part is getting back to Yankee Doodle. Exactly. And so simple chords it, it enables us to hear the melodies, and it takes us on 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 that journey. And and I think that that's look at Tom Petty. I mean, yeah. come on. I yeah. mean, it's just incredible. He yeah. wanted me to surprise you, and he was. I was going to set up another mic. Tom Fletcher oh, yeah. was going to show oh, up, I wish but, he would. But, but he got stuck in the studio, so he's like, hey, I can't make it. He's sleeping. But he was going to come down here. Stuck in the here. studio. Yeah. Shit. Well, he's great when you can get him. <laughs> oh, dude, he's amazing. I, I probably, this would be the fourth time I mentioned it. Uh, I've been working on mixing the same five songs for a year and yeah. a half. They're going to be really good, though, dude. Brian. <laughs> Like, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Though. He's busy. He's a, he's the most. He's so generous, and he he overcommits, and he yeah. wants to work with everybody, and he's so talented, and uh, it'll get done. Yeah, yeah, I know it will get done. But I sit in a room with him when someone asks, "Hey, can you get this done? I'll do it tomorrow." Yeah. You promised me mine was going to be done tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's that's where we are. If he wasn't so good, it would be easy. But he's so good, you just have to tolerate and, right. and go with it, and uh, you will get it done for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is a good point. I want you guys to. Would you guys mind playing? I have uh, no a idea. Song or what two? We're play, yeah, man. but uh, still. I just happen to have a guitar right here. <laughs> yeah. just, so weird. That was. I didn't know that. That was, was no, crazy. The cajon was right here. It's amazing. And you got a cajon. What are we gonna do? You want to do a? Cajun? Actually, um, let me. Look, can I? How's that sound? Is that? We good with that? Chop. Does that sound alright? Soundtrack good. Yeah, that does sound good. Um, there, before you come in, just from what we're talking about, so a hero's journey really, for me is is that we're so stimulated and uh, distracted on the outside, right? And in this world, it seems like success is really uh, for a lot of people, including myself at one time, is about money and power and and things, materialism, and, and it's confusing because. In this world, one can go out and achieve those things and be miserable inside. Right. It's the inside stuff, right? So so I want to do just a quick little ditty uh, that, that um, is about having everything we need is inside ourselves, so we, we must look inward for that connection so then we can give it to other people. And uh, it, it, look, at everybody likes nice stuff, and we want to be able to go do those things. Um, but if we want, if I want to truly be happy, I gotta focus on the inside stuff. And I haven't played this in forever, so I hope I don't screw it up. But it's called Somehow, Someway. Somehow, some way, and through it all, I found my way. I've been high, I've been low, and now I finally know inside of me. Is all I need inside of me is everything I need. And sometimes I find the hard times keep me down. I've been wrong, I've been right, 
But you know what I mean? So if we look inward, um, that's where the answers are. Right. You know, and it is really easy to forget that. And, and that's been the key to a lot. It's, imp- it's important to me to get that message out there that success is, is in getting to do the thing that you love to do. And as long as you're happy, mm. like when you're happy, that's you get up every that's day. It. We're get, given a gift. Yeah. And for me, I thought about that today for myself that, wow, I'm getting to go do the podcast today. Um, I got my record to finish this week. I've got a, lot a couple of more. There's a, yeah, a lot of exactly. purpose in your life right now. Yeah. And it, I'm happy. And that's all we're chasing, each and every one of us. And like you said, you were going from place to place. Like the addiction was still wherever you were yeah, until me. you kicked it. Yeah. Until you decided that this is what I'm going to do. Well, and, and whatever the coping mechanism is, you know, I mean, it can be sex and food and exercise, workaholism. I mean, we're just kind of an addictive species in general. You right. know, we, well, we're the only species that I'm aware of that will put uh, desires in front of survival. And that happens a lot. And, and lately I've noticed this, uh, this immediate gratification thing going on. People, they, there's no long game anymore. And, you know, we're lucky to have purpose and, and passions that have, have la- I mean, I was in sports too, so I get that. Ah. I, I drove that as well. I played football. Um, but music had always been a part of that. And, and, you know, and I did the business thing and thinking that it was money and the girls and the cars and the VIP this and that. And that's superficial. But this other stuff like what we're talking about today is this inside stuff that is sustainable and inspiring to other people. Because when we die, it's not about all the stuff that we, we have or even the stuff that we did, but it's about how many people did we make a positive difference in their lives. Exactly. And that's what you're doing today, though, by sharing your story. Hopefully, one or two people get inspired by what you've been through, by your music, by the work. This takes work, man. To just I can't pick up the guitar and sit here and play a full song all the way through. And I'm a songwriter. Yeah. You can, and you and you connected it to my show, which was awesome. 
And I want you to do another one. If you got, you guys got another one in you, please. Do you have a, can you just follow me on this little thing? Just a little bit of a taste of Reckless? I mean, you know, you saw the show, so it's, 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 you know, our amps go to 11. You know, we're rocking out. Uh, this is an acoustic guitar, so it's a little bit different. And this could be a total train wreck, but I'm willing to take the risk if you are. I'm down. You have no idea what I'm going to do. So what I'm None. thinking, I'm thinking of... Uh, Penn and um, Teller. Uh, <laughs> None. Do I know? No. Everybody loves somebody. Just follow me on it. And into... Um, uh, because of the Elvis movie that's out, which is amazing, which you haven't I seen. Have to Travis, go see I haven't seen it either. You no, guys got to see Travis it. Travis and I both, I made a promise. Got to go see that movie with my girl. With Nicole, yeah. Caught it, uh, into, uh, so everybody loves somebody into Caught in, uh, caught in a Trap. What's that song? Uh, caught in a Trap. What's that song? Suspicious, Suspicious Minds. Yep. Thank you. Uh, into a love, little bit of Love Me Tender and then That's Life. Can you do it? You think so? No. You think that you've never played somehow, some way, and you just laid it down. That's really cool. All right. Okay. So, everybody loves somebody sometime. Everybody falls in love somehow. Something in your kiss just told me my sometime is. We're caught in a trap I can't walk out Because I love you too much, baby Love me tender, love me true All my dreams fulfilled For my darling, I love you And I always if there's nothing shaky, come this year, July. We are in July, right? Yeah. Hold on, Doug, Doug, Doug. And if you don't come down to Sahara and see our show live, I'm going to roll myself up in a big bowl and die. That's all I'm yeah. <laughs> Nice. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, I we, we haven't done many miles away music in quite a while. Uh, we did a couple of shows in Salt Lake, and then that show with you with uh, Elvis Monroe. Yeah, uh, which was just so fun. Oh, my we want to do that again a, with yeah, you. Yeah, we need to do that again. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we, I don't think we've even played anything. I mean, we wrote two more songs for the album. The album's finished. Uh, we don't know what to do with it. Do you know? Understand the music business today? I, well, we're so confused. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's. It it's is. really good. Yeah, <laughs> we it's, just don't know what to ask. it's pretty crazy. Off the air, I can tell you what I'm doing. Um, okay, I had some good, some pretty good luck going on. Uh, I can't share the news yet because yeah. I, I want this one to come out real soon, but okay. it'll be sooner than I can. I think I talk might know a little it. bit of it, but I'm going to honor you and just yeah. keep it. Caught in the trap. Oh, it's very exciting though. Uh, yeah, what I think. But it, I agree with you. It's. It's just such a different world right now. I don't yeah. even know the approach, but now, like I said, I have a plan. Yeah, well, know. plan's better than what we have because we're <laughs> we're not sure. You know, uh, we're well, there. There are there is some record label interest in it. We're going to suss that out first before we do anything. But uh, you know, touring is one way to go. But that's been confusing too the last couple Gas of years. Gas prices are oh. I just went out on the road with a band. I was out uh, riding with them for the last like twelve days. Songwriting, they, yeah, yeah, yeah songwriting for out, them. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it, man, I was watching them fill up the bus, and yeah. I was having a heart attack. And <laughs> I'm serious, like what? 
Do you, you know? You kidding me? I did a. I was. I, I was engaged to to a woman named Storm Large, and she was a really powerful uh, singer songwriter. And she and I always I hid behind a band a lot. And and she said, "You're gonna go out with Rob Winnie from Float, or Floater's a band from maybe you know them from Oregon. Yeah, I toured with them. Okay, great. We were under the same band. management and 19 albums. I mean, long yeah. time career. And, and, Pink Floydish type. Very of band. Pink Floyd. Yeah. And you did you and Pete Cornette was the drummer. He mm-hmm. he sadly passed away. What? Yeah, well, what we were talking about, he could he couldn't beat his his alcoholism, and it killed Whoa. him. It killed him. What an amazing guy! But Storm goes, "You're gonna go out. You're gonna take your RV because we had an RV for for the band, and 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 you guys are gonna go out and do solo acoustic three sets. You know, Pete will open, you'll go middle, Rob will headline." And I'm like, I freaked out about it. But we went out, and it was the first time we did like 20 dates together, just the three of us, you know, acoustic yeah. guitars, and uh, and and I remember that we went to fill up the RV. And it was for the first time Rob looked at, I never wasn't used to this because I'm always, my label's always financed me. And he goes, I got this one. He started sharing in on the fuel and sharing in on all the hotels and everything. And I'd never had that experience. And it was so beautiful. So you went out with that band. They, they, they're, they're signed to, that's, that band's pretty happening, right? They got a lot yeah, of they, Right now they've got a song on the radio. and Who's paying for the gas? Uh, no, they they were paying for their they own are. gas. Oh. Exactly. So yeah. it was giving me a, like, oh, woo. We need to ride bicycles to the yeah. gigs because then we'll stay in shape exactly. and then, you know, it'll be cost effective. Yeah. Those guys, they're called Anything But Human, by the way, if you want to go look look them up. Um, they have a song by the, they did a remake of the Beatles, Eleanor Rigby. Mm-hmm. That's risky. And, and they exactly, pulled it off. And they, and they pulled, pulled it off. Exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. doing well. Right. Um, and they just wanted some follow-up. The label wanted some follow-up songs. And um, I got the call. And you you wrote you were out for how many days? Twelve days. Wrote two songs, and Great. I got the next two songs with Beautiful. them. And I wrote nice. one of them with the singer uh, by the lake. We were sitting by the lake in Nashville, and um, he had come up with something the day before. And I sat down by the lake, and it started coming out. And, and I put it on social. Is that media. the title? Sat sat down by the lake. No, I wish. Well, it's called Evil so. Angels. Oh. <laughs> you know, but hey, there's a metaphor. Way. All right, exactly. Yeah. E- evil Angels. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it, I was like, wow, these guys are a rock band, and I can write from a darker place, and mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lot of fun. And the singer saw that I posted that I was down by the. Where are you? And he gets his ass down by the lake with me, and we finish the song. Together, Amazing, so, and that yeah. feels good because uh, uh, collaborations can be pretty interesting. Oh, it was uh, yeah, yeah. And it was new to me to yeah. do that because Ben and I don't write like that. He gives me music, I run off and I write it and I bring it back. So Ben has enabled you to not get into your guitar playing. Exactly. Yeah. So I picked yeah. it up again. Yeah. I See, picked... I refuse to do that. I know it, what I was talking about earlier with having Miles and a guy like Ben is that. Uh, there's a security in it when we go out on stage. Mm-hmm. Do you re- does oh, that resonate yeah. with you? Yeah. When you know you got that in your arsenal, it's like I I it's, yeah. I've always been a three piece. You know, years and years ago, I had a guitar player named uh, Jason Gonzalez uh, here in Vegas, and he was a phenomenal guitar player. But having that there just gives me different level of wings or something. And, mm-hmm. and we're we're very blessed to play with guys like Miles and and, oh, and Ben. So talented. Yeah. You know, and guys well, like Jack. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Police. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Police. <laughs> Um, before we go, do you guys want to play one more? Or? Uh, I, actually, could we talk about Reckless in Vegas? Please. Ante up. Yes. So we one thing that that I when I first came back to Vegas was I, I hooked up with Mark Chinook over at Monday's Dark. Um, do we have a couple minutes? Yeah. What's the time? Cool, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Should I talk really fast? No, you're okay. fine. 
all right then, I'll talk like <laughs> this. Um, and Mark was very inspiring. We talk about inspiring one another. In his Monday's Dark thing, raising you know $10,000 for a charity in one night, I was blown away by that. And, and early on in my recovery journey, uh, I started to volunteer. I volunteered three days a week at a, at a detox center and two days a week at a food pantry. And I never even thought about volunteering. Bro. It changed my life, man. I was 40 hours a week for the first year, and it was a foundation because there are so many wonderful charities and causes that need volunteers to help. And one, that's one end of it, right, being in person and helping. But then the other end is the, is the financial side of it. And I was so moved by his program and what he was doing with music. So right away, we decided that every ticketed show that we're going to do, we're going to donate 50% of the proceeds. And what I would do is I would write the check at the end of the night. We were doing different charities, kind of like Monday's Dark does. Then I got introduced to Christy Novella over at St. Jude's Ranch for Children out in Boulder City, right? And that cause really resonated with me. So I made that my sole focus. As far as every show we did, we would donate money to them. Then I got the idea to use sponsors. Rather than us write the check, we would bring in two or three sponsors. They would commit to 2 or $3 per ticket. I think your brother did the first one, right? Dr. Jeffrey Roth, uh, Jack's brother, is an incredible uh, plastic surgeon in town. Uh, he did it, Boyd did it, and, and Accurate Building Maintenance did it. And that gave me the idea of how to, that, that can work. So that night at Aliante, I think $9 a ticket went to St. Jude's Ranch for Children. Amazing. And we continue to do that. To do that. So now that we're in residency at Sahara, uh, we're doing the same thing. And so for the month of July, it's called Reckless in Vegas' Anti-Up Collection, or Collective, collective. sorry, Collective. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for the month of July, we have Accurate Building Maintenance is committed to $3 a ticket for the entire month, and that money goes to St. Jude's Ranch for Children. Now, we also support Notoriety Gives as well, which is Ken Henderson down Ken, at, at, yeah, yeah he's, he's got a great a, guy. Ken is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I got to actually be the first uh, teacher. I taught those six kids for six weeks how to play guitar, oh, which wow. was wild, man. It was such a great, great experience. But there were so many opportunities in town to give back. And this is a huge thing for us. So we're looking for more sponsors that will agree to commit to $3 a ticket for an entire month. Uh, July's covered. We're looking for August and September and, and on and on. So, um, But it's it's to play music on stage, we talked about the high of it. It's the greatest thing ever. Of course. To know that when you're singing a note that, that money is going to charity while you're doing it is pretty amazing. That's awesome. And local. That's our only requirement. It doesn't have to be St. Jude's Ranch for Children or Notoriety Gives, but our requirement is that it is a local business and a local uh, charity. That's so, great. Good yeah. for you. I heard you say that the other night, and uh, I just applaud you on it. Thank you. But because you're... It's what do you say when you talk about it? It's like actions speak louder than words, yeah. kind of thing. And you're actually doing that. And the fact the fact that you went out and put in those hours to help other people as well. So and that's where there. I discovered those kinds of things. For me, it's that it's this kind of thing. It's getting inspired and 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 trying to inspire others out there with the people I know. Yeah. And if I can reach them sitting in, I'm from Salem, Oregon, and here I am sitting here doing my own podcast. I stand on a stage getting to live the life that I love so much to know that, you know, I was 10, 11, 12 years old going, that was just a dream, you know, watching my dad do it going, oh, well, that's really cool. But my dad wasn't doing it nearly the level that I I get to do this yeah. for a living. So you've climbed, man, and you've exactly, done it. Exactly, but you yeah. those are the things that we remember as we're walking into the next day that mm-hmm. it's not just us. You know, 
we got to leave something behind. And there's the generations and there's people that, that are, don't have it as good as we do. Yeah, it's, it's more challenging in this time. And, um, but being kind to people, you know, smiles are contagious. You know, taking the moment in a moment to just, when you say, how are you, to really care about that answer as opposed to just a little cat, a, a pleasantry or whatever. And, and, uh, I, and anybody can, can climb, can get, get on the journey. They can get on the path. And they right. can, if they're struggling, there's a solution. Yeah, the work is can be can be hard. It's a tough deal, but you get to the other side, and every experience, good and bad, and in between, is actually an opportunity to to transcend. Straight up, wow, well done, well said, yeah. <laughs> well said, dude. The problem is problem. you don't realize that until later in the game. Yeah, That's exactly. If, if you, yeah. if you if, and we've we've learned we've we've met guys that if they would have learned that. In their early twenties, mid twenties, they'd be probably dead. Two, two sitting on the other side of the uh, things would be a lot easier. You don't learn that stuff until later, and that's the problem. You know, youth is wasted on the young. It's that whole thing. Like, well, it's, uh, um, and and the thing with the charity, um, I'd never seen anyone uh, do that. And it's such a beautiful gesture, and it means so much to so many people. Um, that's another one of those things when you're, you know, in your tour, you know, doing getting in vans and touring and playing bars and stuff. You don't think about charities and kids and all that stuff, and. Um, uh, what were you Mike thinking about, Jack? The, what were you thinking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had ten things and they were all bad. Goyles. They were goyles. goyles. All about the goyles. Yeah. But that's one of those things that I think you learn with maturity uh, that that stuff matters. And doing that stuff has opened the doors for us to meet folks that really can make things happen and really make mm-hmm. things matter rather than just you know, get, go back in the van and that kind of stuff. It, it, it's amazing how it really does uh, uh, come back a hundredfold when you do things like that, for yeah. sure. There's no question. So it's, yeah, it's, kudos to Mike for yeah, well done, getting dude. that together. Thanks, no, for sure. You know? And, well, you know, the chief nerd back there, he's a young guy. So, you know, he soaks in all these things, too, so it's not being wasted. You're listening, right? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, joking. You woke him up. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, I was playing a video game. Um, well, play us out. Let's get one more song in, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. But this was inspiring to me to have you guys here today. It's been great, man. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Yeah. yeah. I knew I loved you, man. <laughs> I love you, too. There's a part of me that wants to. Terrorize everything And I can't deny it That there's something There's something tempting me I close my eyes But I still see I still see everything I'll just pretend Nothing matters Well What to do, do I do, do I keep it all inside Who's to say what to say Anyway, where I go and I go, how I get there, I don't know. Still, there's one thing I know I'll never lose hope. I'll never lose hope. So, is everyone going in such a hurry? You should stop and smell the rose. Is something wrong here? Should I be worried? Well, I couldn't help but notice all the long faces in the wrong places. Am I making this up myself? I just pretend. Does it matter? Well, what to do? Do I do? Do I keep it all inside? Who's to say? What to say? Think I'll say it anyway. Where I go and I go, how I get there, I don't know. So this one.
save me Somebody save me We all fall down Eventually It's inevitable Shit's all around Can try to avoid it But it's not always allowed And if you're up to your neck in it Don't worry Cause it's only for a while Just pretend Doesn't matter Think I'll say it anyway Where I go, when I go How I get there, I don't know Still there's one thing I know I will never lose hope Woo! Yeah. Yeah, a song about hope for yeah, you Yeah, man I was like sitting there thinking These are perfect songs for this show <laughs> Thank you Yeah, man So the show uh, Reckless in Vegas runs Thursday and Friday nights, 8.30 uh, Tickets you can get Ticketmaster If you're looking for a discount, go to Vegas.com You can go directly to our website RecklessInVegas.com Information on the site about uh, Annie Up Anybody looking to, to maybe chip in and be a sponsor uh, For a month, you can get a hold of me there And um, yeah, come to Sahara And check out the show uh, You've never seen uh, Jimi Hendrix Mashed up with uh, Mr. Bojangles <laughs> Or a whole lot of love mashed up with uh, boots are made for walking. I mean, it's trippy. It's you got fun. backup singers, dancers. You have dancers. Yeah. You've got this guy on this stage guy. with you. Chris Nichols on bass. Chris, uh, that we, guy is funny. We played. Okay. I played with Chris since uh, since um, 1998. In fact, he was on the album that Tom Fletcher uh, produced for us. Oh wow! Yeah, a band called Trip. Yeah, so we've known Chris a long time too. Oh, so you've known Tom for a long time too. Yeah, like, really long twenty time. over twenty years. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. I met Tom 10 years ago, and he said, I want to do a record with you. And He's smart. He saw your talent. and said, oh, i got to do a record with you. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, man. The opportunity, it presented itself, and here we are, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I think then that's part of how, how, you, how you and I met, too, uh, in a roundabout way, too. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, met, I actually met you, uh, Keith, I think it was a, a composer showcase that you and, you and Ben had done. You were there? Yeah. I yeah. had no... <laughs> Dude, I met Vinay or, yeah, or yeah. Vincent, Vincent John, John yeah, 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 yeah. was sitting behind me at a table, and I'd heard about him, and I didn't know you were there. Yeah, well, you know, I fly under the radar. Wow. Yeah, it's an old mob thing, you know. <laughs> Keep a low profile. <laughs> no, but see, you're, like I said, your name was flying around, and, and I actually had the chance to, you know, put a face in the name and all your friends and everybody that came out, and mm -hmm. it was an incredible night. I had a great time, and then... We we talked and you weren't just somebody throwing me you know word verbiage and you actually said, hey man I I would love to do the podcast and I yeah. are you serious like I'd love to have you and you called me when you got when I got back you said hey I'm, I put it on I'm my back. calendar because it's important it. to me man you're important to me thank you it yeah, meant buddy. a lot and yeah. that shows with everything I learned about you today man thank you so much and cool. uh, so I got Jack Roth. Right here, everybody. Rothstein. You know? <laughs> Michael Shapiro. Good to be here with you. Reckless yeah. in Vegas, many miles away. 
and just Michael Shapiro, yeah, period, yeah. you know. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. Chief Nerd, Travis. Travis. The, the most handsome person in this podcast. Exactly. Super handsome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Super we, agreed handsome. We, we agreed on that. Thank you so much. Again, shout out to SMP Inc., a Las Vegas company. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. Um, my name is Brian Hopkins. This is a Hero's Journey podcast, and I hope that whatever we talked about just a little bit today might help you cross that line into that world of a new adventure and, um, and know that today can be the day that you can start whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. All right, so thank you again. Tell your friends. Go subscribe. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Am I missing something? What about the tree Jeff? quote? The tree quote. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Oh, I love that. That's dude. what you just said, right? Oh, yeah. Whatever. Sorry to interrupt. Continue on, boys. No, that's awesome. <laughs> Tra- did I miss anything, Trav? No. You, I think you got it all. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you again. It's the Hero's Journey podcast with Brian Hopkins. Dream. And I believe it's coming around. It's coming around to me. Mm-hmm.